Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? I am back after being gone a little bit more than a week and find out a few prospects that have caught my attention over the last 10 days. Stay tuned. What is up? What is up? This is Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. And I've been gone a little bit more than a week. And I don't know if they, they mentioned while I was out, I went to Africa. I went on a a trip for to do some video content for the Why Not Me Foundation. The Why Not Me Foundation is founded by Buna Njai. And Buna is an NBA agent. Mostly known for representing Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier, and it's a name you probably hear a lot of in, in the future. Um, he also represents Victor Wimbayama. But Buna has a, a foundation in um, Linger, Senegal. And S- Senegal is where um, you know, where he's from. And um, it's, it's just a sad story. I mean, there's these, these kids called the Talibay, and these, these kids have been given up by their parents, and they're basically slaves. They're, they're just little child beggars. They go from door to door begging for rice and coins and sugar. And so Buna is looking to to, to give back and just give these kids a, an opportunity, uh, just just give them a chance to be like real kids. And so he created a, a mini World Cup where these different kids from these different, they're called dars, but basically let's just say, neighborhoods i mean and, and they live in the worst living conditions you would ever imagine i mean huts and sleep outside i mean it's just extreme extreme poverty like i put it like this i stayed in the best hotel in town and i had goats wandering through the hallways it was nothing for me to walk down the street and see cows and goats and donkeys and sheep just roaming free um i mean it was just a very eye opening experience and just seeing how happy these kids were i mean these kids have absolutely nothing i mean they if it wasn't for a bonus program they probably wouldn't bathe i mean he set up such a situation where they can take a shower once a week and and i mean a shower isn't like soap and water i mean it's just just wiping the dirt off of you and and it's just these kids are just little beggars but just very happy kids happy go lucky and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but they just don't understand how bad they have it. They have no idea because everyone is in the same situation. And so I'm, I went down there to create some video content to bring some awareness of his, his Taliban Mini World Cup. And it was pretty cool because, you know, youth youth sports here, they're so intense, right? And because these kids don't have parents, there was nobody yelling at the the referees. There was nobody yelling at the kids. I mean, these were just little beggars that had an opportunity to put on uniforms and play soccer and win trophies and just be treated like normal kids. So that was a definite eye-opening experience for me. But I'll get into that later on. I have a documentary that I'm that I'm editing now that I will uh, eventually put out. But overall, great experience. But let's just talk about basketball, college basketball. So I've been gone, and you know I was in Africa, so... Um, there weren't very little opportunity for me to watch college basketball. Oh, and I forgot to mention that this episode is brought to you by is brought brought to you by Prize Picks. And first time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. That is PrizePicks.com promo code 
locked on. All right. So, yeah, when I was gone, I mean, it was really no opportunity to watch any college basketball. Um, you know, didn't really see TVs out there. Surprisingly, my, my Internet connection was OK. I mean, I just had to be in like one spot, but I, I was able to like check scores and all that. So once I got back, I was trying to. You know, just catch up on some film and catch up on different games. And here's a few prospects that, that caught my eye that I believe could really shake up the draft. For some guys, they can shake up the draft. But these are some guys that I think that are a little bit under the radar that I really like. And, and the first guy that stood out to me was Donovan Klingen, the 7'2 freshman from UConn. He's not starting. He's averaging about nine points and seven rebounds coming off the bench. But I think this kid has a chance to be a first-round talent Huge physical presence at 7-2. He can run the floor a little bit. I mean, not great, not super fast, but he is, you know, mobile enough to where he can run the floor in a straight line drive. Has shown some flashes of decent footwork in the post. Um, even had a, a couple plays where I thought, okay, maybe he has some pretty decent court vision as a passer. But he's an excellent rebounder. He's a vertical lob threat. And it just his his biggest asset is on the defensive end. He is an intimidating rim protector. He is a guy that basically changes your offense because you have to take an account for where he's at on the defensive end. He blocks everything around the rim. And he's not a guy that chases a lot of blocks. I mean, he can block his man straight up by being vertical. Very, very intimidating defensive presence. Somebody that's obviously kind of kind of come out of nowhere. So it'll be interesting what happens with his decision going forward couple areas that I think that he needs to work on. He's still a little bit raw on the offensive end. Does have a tendency to just kind of throw up some wild shots. Even though he's shooting like 75% from the floor, I think he needs to improve his left hand. Like most freshmen, he needs to get stronger. But the potential is there. He could be someone that I think could end up being a a, a first-round pick. He could be like a poor man's Kessler Walker. Or is it Walker Kessler? I always get it mixed up. But yeah, Donovan Klingen is a guy that has really, really caught my attention so far. And then another player that I really, really like, he's a little bit older. He'll be 23 on draft day, but just does a little bit of everything well is Jalen Pickett from Penn State. He's like 6'4", 210 pounds, has a unique frame. He is just the epitome of positionless basketball. He's Physically strong, he has excellent court vision. One of the better passers in, in the nation. He's averaging seven assists per game, which is actually third, third in the country. He is a guy that is comfortable scoring off the dribble. Has a decent pull-up jumper. Has like this veteran patience and poise to his game. And I guess you can say, I mean, he's played three years. He's 23, so um, that that can be expected. But he's a efficient pick and roll, efficient pick and roll playmaker. He loves to post up smaller guards and just kind of play bully ball. And one of the best decision makers in the in the country. 83 assists, only 20 turnovers. He's efficient at the rim. And he's at his best as a pick and roll ball handler scorer. Now, one of the biggest factors regarding him is his age. He's not an explosive athlete. He's really a below-the-rim finisher. Doesn't really beat guys off the dribble with, with his speed and quickness. Kind of has to turn into bully ball and just kind of force his way to get to the basket. But he's efficient. He, he's efficient. The biggest issue is, as far as like an NBA fit, is 
playing off the ball. Like he's best with the ball in his hands. And in the NBA, if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, his where he struggles the most is just shooting off the catch. He's only shooting 28% on catch-and-shoot opportunities this year. But I do think that he has a chance to like be this weapon that a team could use. I know I talked to my brother. My brother compared him to uh, Najee Marshall a little bit. So that that's uh, you know a pretty a pretty fair comparison in, in my opinion. But I really like Jalen Pickett from Penn State. He's averaging 16 points, seven rebounds, seven assists per game. Like I said, he's third in the nation in assists. So he is someone. I don't know if he gets drafted or not based off his age. But I do think that he could come in and possibly help a team or, or see some NBA minutes down the line. All right, when we return, I have a few more prospects that I want to cover, but I want to talk to you about prize picks. And if you're wondering how does prize picks work, you just pick two to six players and you decide if they will score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It is just you versus the projections available. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch: NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, PGA, college basketball for men and women, soccer, WNBA. They even have esports, NASCAR, tennis, and the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. There are safe and fast withdrawals, and it is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks apps or go to PrizePicks.com. And sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. So do not forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for the instant deposit match up to $100. All right, once again, big, big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, you got to check out Locked On Sports today. It's from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, once again, it's Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. And I just wanted to go over a few players that caught my attention or in, in just my, my film studies. And one of the things that I, I, I didn't mention in the opening was when I was in Senegal, I had posted some some pictures on my my YouTube and my my Twitter, and I didn't really announce it. I didn't really tell anybody. And when I say I got a bunch of calls and text messages from people all over the basketball world, I mean from agents to scouts. And the funny thing is, everybody thought I was there to see some like under the radar prospect. I mean, it was people that I hadn't heard from in, in a while. And uh, it's pretty cool to, to, you know, that I guess people wanted to to get a little bit of insight on why I was there. But I, fortunately, I wasn't really there for basketball. It was kind of basketball related because of who I was with. But I didn't watch any basketball. I didn't see any basketball players. But I was able to speak to different people that I hadn't spoken to in a while. And I was able to get some intel on different players um you know just kind of ask guys like hey you know who do you see who do you like and one guy that has uh, been 
getting some NBA love lately is Yuri Collins from St. Louis. He is the nation's, I don't know if he's leading the nation in assists, but he's averaging 13 points and 10 assists per game. He is arguably the best passer, decision maker in in the nation. And so I, I spoke to a scout about him and I was asking his opinion between Yuri Collins and Ryan Nimhart from Creighton. Because they're both kind of s- smaller guards. You know, the NBA isn't really high on small guards, but both are like guys that best case scenario could end up being like your, your third point guard or your super reliable backup point guard. And this, this particular scout mentioned that if, if Yuri Collins can win player of the year in the Atlantic 10, he thinks that he has a chance. He loves that he's tough. He loves that he can run a team, and he thinks that he just definitely has a a, a good opportunity to, to be an NBA player. And Yuri's greatest asset is his passing ability. He's shown, I don't want to say flashes, but he's decent as a pull-up shooter. He is able to get to a spot kind of like Chris Paul in, in the pick-and-roll. He gets to that elbow, has the elbow pull-up. He's Nowhere near as efficient as Chris Paul, but he is somebody that can get to a spot. Just excellent passer. Finds cutters, knows how to run a team, knows how to get guys open. Just your, you know, your prototypical table setter. Now, he is on the small side, and the biggest knock on him offensively is just he's an inefficient shooter from three. He's, I mean, he's averaging 13 a game. He's not a big-time scorer. He's only shooting like 31% on jump shots overall. Doesn't really finish at the rim efficiently. I would like to see him add a floater to his um, to his skill set. I mean, he does use it from time to time, but I would like to see him be a little bit more efficient on the floater. And off the ball, he's only shooting 20% on catch-and-shoot jumpers. But despite that, I see him as someone that probably doesn't get drafted but plays in the summer league and just impresses with how he runs the offense, how he gets guys open in their spots. And I think there is a future for him somewhere. I don't know if he's a an NBA player, but I, I do think that he's someone that will probably spend some time in the G League and lead the G League and assist. And then he'll have to make a decision. Does he want to continue to pursue the NBA or does he take over, you know, decide to, to take the money and go overseas? But I do think that he has a chance. And, you know, according to this NBA scout, he, he likes him a lot. And he believes that if he wins – Conference player of the year. He has a couple games on the schedule that he could, um, um, you know, kind of make a name, continue to make a name for himself. But this is coming from NBA scout that he really likes Jerry Collins. All right, another guy that is getting some love is Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker is dynamite. He is a big time scorer. He's averaging 24 points, five assists. 44, 42, 92 shooting splits. He is, I mean, a bucket. <laughs> That's just the best way to describe it, a bucket. Does a lot of his damage from behind the three-point line. He is a pull-up shooter from three. Loves to shoot it in transition. In the open floor, you have to find out where he's at because he has a quick trigger and he is one of the best transition three-point shooters in the nation. Um, he shoots off the move. He shoots off coming off screens, and he, he's a good passer. He averages five assists per game. He's in a situation where he's playing a little bit more off the ball than than he normally would. But um, UAB has Eric Gaines, and so he's kind of splitting time as in, in their backcourt. Their backcourt is pretty pretty good, arguably one of the best backcourts in the nation. 
But Jordan Walker is a guy that I think has a chance because he's such a phenomenal shooter. Doesn't necessarily need the ball to doesn't necessarily need to be like the primary ball handler to be effective. And I think that there may be, you know, an opportunity for him to play like a, a Patty Mills type type role. He's 5'11". He is a senior. He's only 170 pounds. But, again, 24 points, 5 assists, shooting 42% from three on. Check this out. <laughs> on. 10.8 attempts per game. I've never seen that in my life. A guy shooting nearly 11 attempts per game from three. He's making four and a half threes per game. Dynamite scoring just because of his shooting ability and his instant offense. Not as big as Cam Thomas and a better passer than Cam Thomas. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, the NBA is kind of brutal on small guards. But he does have a defined skill set as a shooter. And he is a, a, a much better passer than some of the guys that are, you know, kind of like these these hired guns. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does the rest of the season. I, and I honestly, I think that he, he does have a chance. I don't know if he gets drafted, but I do think that he is someone that could make a summer league team and <laughs> – put up big numbers in summer league and then end up getting a, a invite to like a training camp or whatever. All right. Before we go, I want to talk to you about betonline.net and that is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. They got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, betonline.net has those too. It is the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. All right. Last segment. There's a couple other players that I want to talk about. And one of the guys that I have taken an interest in is Omar Balo from Arizona. Seven foot, 260 pound center. He is a player that I've followed closely since 2019 and my first time seeing him play was at the 2019 under-19 World Cup it was in Greece and I think he was only like 16 years old he came in late through the tournament and absolutely dominated I mean he dominated this tournament averaged 17 points 12 rebounds four blocks per game and I just remember like writing down like this kid is going to be special now I don't know how his game translate because he's kind of like your traditional back to the basket old school center I didn't know how his game would translate into the NBA but I just thought like this kid is going to be really really dominant and he made first team all tournament and listen to the names of the players that were in this tournament actually he led Molly to the silver medal against team USA and that team USA team you know, maybe down the line you can argue and say that is probably the best United States amateur team ever. You had Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green. Um, I'm missing some guys that were on this team. I mean, this team was absolutely dominant. Jalen Suggs came off the bench. And Bala was one of the top players in this tournament. Actually, he made first team all our tournament. And like I said, he led Molly to the silver medal game, which is... 
if I'm not mistaken, the highest an African team has ever placed in international basketball competition. And he went to Gonzaga. He was still young. He's probably only like 17 at the time. Didn't really do much there. Didn't really do much last year as a sophomore and when he transferred to Arizona. And now this year, he's having like a, a breakout year. He's averaging like 17.9 rebounds per game. 17.5 points, 9.3 rebounds per game, shooting 72% from the floor. The free throw shooting is a little, you know, needs to be improved. only shooting 55%. But he has been absolutely a monster for, for Arizona. And he's only 20 years old, despite this being his, his junior year. He's only 20 years old. And he has been really, really good. 7'2", or 7 foot, 260 pounds, just a... Huge physical presence, so I'm I'm happy to see that he's finally kind of breaking out. Because again, I thought that he was going to 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 be someone that was going to be a huge factor. Um, NBA scouts are still kind of torn on him. You can't deny the size. Um, you can't really, you know, teach what he has as far as like decent touch around the rim. But it's just can he defend in space? But I, I do think that he is somebody that is going to to get a chance there. And then another guy that I want to talk about that I really like is Javion McCullum. Javion McCullum is from Siena. He is a shifty ball handler. He's a shot maker. I love guys that, like, change directions and, and speed and just kind of throw the defense, you know, just kind of basically just make that life miserable for the defense. He's averaging 17 points per game, four assists per game. He's shooting a, you know, a respectable 46.5% from the floor. Shooting 35% from three on five and a half attempts per game. Great free throw shooter. Gets to the foul line five times per game. Shoots 87%. So I'm really high on his upside. Now he is a sophomore. A little lightweight. Listed at 6'2", a buck 55. And you can tell that his lack of strength and, and I guess, bulk really kind of impacts him finishing at the rim from time to time. Um, he does kind of struggle sometimes finishing in traffic because he can't really take the, the punishment because of his size. But I really like this kid's upside. Um, good passer, more so of a ball mover than just playmaker. But he he's unselfish. He makes a lot of the right reads. He's tough. He's fearless. Like I said, gets to the foul line five times per game, and he only weighs like 155 pounds. And he's like I said, he is a respectable shooter from three. I believe in the touch. And he's a good shooter off the dribble. He's shooting 41% on jump shots, off the, jump shots off the dribble. Definitely somebody that I think should at least test the waters and, and, and see what type of feedback he gets. Um, the first time that he really caught my attention was against Florida State. Now, Florida State is bad. Well, he had 18 points, 8 assists. Then he followed that up with a 24-point game with 8 assists against Ole Miss. And he's he's a guy that I think that we really need to to pay attention to. His stock could definitely start to, to skyrocket as we um, you know get get deeper into the season. But again, he's only a sophomore, and he is probably a guy that is going to have a lot of scouts coming to watch him play the remainder of the season. He's younger, but kind of reminds me a little bit of how Jamal Boyer. Uh, Jamar Boye was last year when he was at um, San Francisco, just a, a mid-major guard that just got buckets and 
you know, <laughs> it was the best player on the court almost every night. And he's just a younger version. And, and, and Bouye is, I thought he had a good summer league with Miami. I think he's in the G League right now. But that's kind of a little bit of who McCollum reminds me of. Well, that wraps up this episode. Not a long episode. I'm a little bit under the weather, jet lagged. It's a lot of things. I had a sore throat a couple days ago, so I couldn't even talk. But I'm back. I'll be back to my regular scheduled podcast episodes but once again thank you for making this locked on nba big board podcast a success your first listen of the day even if it's your second listen of the day i just want to thank you for listening now another episode or another podcast i should say that i want you to check out is the locked on sports today podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day it's available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts Once again, I'm Rafael Barlow, and I am out.